out the money. And AB 2223 is going to decriminalize all of it. it an abortionist who performs an abortion on a woman cannot be pursued, cannot, but for any, so long as the mother consents. And that is where the narrative is, is focusing, is, is on scaring women and telling them that pregnancy is somehow some sort of disease and that abortion is some sort of health care. And that is the fundamental lie. Abortion is not health care. Abortion is the intentional killing of a human being in the womb. It's intentional killing. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original Uncloseted Conservative. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. And more than that, thanks for being a member of the Uncloseted Conservative Army, where the rules are simple. We fight tyranny anytime, any day, any tyrant. Before we get into this awesome show, I got to tell you that today's show is presented by Birch Gold Group. Text Mobley to 989898 to get your free informational kit from Birch Gold. I don't know about you, uh, but when a company that sells literal gold and silver and has precious metals IRAs wants to give me something for free, I take advantage. Text Mobley to 989898 to get your free gift delivered to you. Guys, we've got an awesome guest. Uh, We've got Miss Susan Swift on the show, and she is funny and bright and wonderful. Um, She's an attorney. She's the vice president of legal affairs for the Right to Life League, which is the oldest pro-life organization in the United States. And they've been boots on the ground fighting this forever, like ground zero of fighting um, against abortion, against the murder of babies. And here's the thing. Uh, the the Dobbs Jackson decision, wonderful decision. You know, Roe is dead. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah! That's such a wonderful moment for our country and and for uh, children that will be born all over the United States. But we told you back then we had this leak, we had civil unrest, we had all of this nonsense. And you know, good for SCOTUS, they stood their ground. They released the the decision as it stood, as it was leaked. Um, but we told you then that the fight wasn't over. It's still not over. The left is there. They're truly radical. They are truly going for the worst of the worst. And of course, California is ground zero for that. We're going to be talking about that. It's AB uh, 22-23, if you don't know uh, about that. Just sick, sick bill. Um, It's an infanticide bill is what it is. So we're talking about that. We're talking about what needs to happen moving forward. All that more, and it all starts right now. Susan, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a real of pleasure. Of course, of course. It's just so good to see you again. I was so glad 
um, when CJ sent me a message about you because your interview in Virginia Beach was one of my favorite interviews, not just at the Clay Clark event, but just one of my favorite interviews that I've ever gotten to do. It was just fun and full of life. And, well, uh, I bet you just say that to all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I was really bummed. Some of the audio, uh, I had to cut some of it out because the audio, uh, I, I set up the interview incorrectly. So the solo shot on you didn't have the microphone on. Uh, oh, man. So, so I'm, I, I looked like a, like a silent film comedian. <laughs> I know. You, you really did, especially uh, <laughs> because you're... <laughs> You're so animated, and you're like, yeah, I, I'm sure I know. I tend to be animated, and yeah, without sound, you kind of go, "What is she on?" Because I need to get some. Yeah, so just to for just for you to know, your honor was protected. I, I did not put that on the internet. Uh, I just have that in my home video, so me and my wife can yeah, you watch can it. use it for blackmail purposes later. I get it. I understand. It's like charades. Like, what is she saying? <laughs> But I'm so glad that we got a chance to do this and and to do it right. We've got eyes, we've got ears. Um, the audience can hear. <laughs> that that does help, you know. <laughs> Audio yeah. matters. Yeah. So how have you been? What's been going on in your world? And oh and... my gosh. Well, um, I'm 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 in the battlefield of for life. That's what we are because out here in California, um, the the stakes are high because they are absolutely determined to kill babies in the womb, especially children of color. That's what they're going for. And they want to do it using my tax dollars, your tax dollars, in fact, the nation's tax dollars. So what we're doing is we're fighting against the, the legislative. It's like holding back the tide. It is like drinking from a fire hose. But in addition to that, what the Right to Life League does is it um, it educates the public about the reality of abortion. And the most important thing it does is it helps keep these pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes all up and down California open for business because to stay open and compliant in a very, you know, pro-abortion type California with lots of rules and leg, leg, you know, rules and lawyers all around, you have to be you have to hit all the boxes, check them all. And so that's mm. what we do. We're always, all the things that we do for the, the people that we serve is for free. We give them HR training boot camps, administrative support, um, ultrasound machines if they need it, whatever it is that they need, uh, sometimes just hand-holding and walking through and answering questions by email or by phone, whatever it is that they need to keep their doors open so that they can help save abortion-minded women. They can, they can you know, speak to them one-on-one -on -one and say, you don't have to kill your baby. So that, that's what we're doing. We're doing it. We're going to be super busy because now that California is passing all of its uh, legislation, we will see the abortion apocalypse in California, and it's coming within days, the last day to to vote all of these bills out of either House, you know, the Senate or the Assembly is August 31st. And they are feverishly passing bills. The one of the worst you've already mentioned is AB 2223. That's the infanticide bill. They passed it last night, the dead of night around uh, 1045 p.m., uh, our time in, in Los Angeles area. So that's been passed through the Senate. Uh, Senator Melendez and Senator Grove fought valiantly, I've been told, on the floor of the Senate against it. They're, they're both terrific pro-life. They're, they're women as well, which is also very helpful. So they spoke against the bill, but it doesn't matter because the Senate was determined. And now it goes to the Assembly where I'm sure it'll be voted out today or at the latest tomorrow. And then it'll head to Gruesome Newsom's desk for the official signature, and then we'll put it in the books. 
um, AB 2223, what it does is it decriminalizes infanticide. It, it prevents any civil or criminal liability uh, for the mother, also called the pregnant person, or anyone who identifies as being a pregnant person, right? Um, so the, it protects the mother and anyone who assists her, not just an abortionist or a, a nurse practitioner or anyone in the medical field who, you know, would be maybe trained on abortion techniques. No, 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 no. This is anyone who assists her in procuring her preferred pregnancy outcome. That's code for a dead baby. So whether it's miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death, due to causes that occur in utero, whatever that means, it's not defined. Um, that means uh, perinatal is the period after birth, not prenatal, but perinatal is after birth. So a perinatal death is a dead baby and it dies after. We, we usually just call that murder. There, There's a, yeah. you know, there's a lot of nuance here, but this is a, a living, breathing outside of the womb, can be yeah. wearing clothes, you know, there's like, yeah, it's we'll like a warranty. Comfortable, kind of like the former governor uh, where you live, Governor Northam in Virginia. We'll just keep it comfort, comfortable till the mother decides. Well, anyway, any yeah, it's like a warranty period for babies. You can, yes, you can exactly. just come, come back and say, you know what? You got 28 days to return it, right? That you and the 28 days is defined in California law as the perinatal period. It starts at conception, goes through the first month of birth. So you could, uh, and, and here's the thing: what this bill will really do is it will cover up the evidence of murder. It will cover up mm -hmm. the evidence because all we need is somebody to say, well, the baby died due to causes that occur in utero, like a botched abortion, chemical or surgical, or what's another cause that occurred in utero? Well, Down syndrome, right? Trisomy 18, hey, maybe just a difficult birth, breech birth, whatever the problem, whatever they want to point to, and that will justify the dead baby, and it will stop anyone from investigating it. Because anyone who investigates the cause of death, right, then you can go after them with a lawsuit for $25,000 plus attorney's fees and costs. So that'll mm. that'll really ramp up the pro-abortion uh you know, PI attorneys coming if, after. If they so, really want to shut down investigations, they could just say it dies with COVID and, you know, no one's going to look into that. You know, that's right. But know. that's not a cause that occurred in utero, so I don't know. They would have to say that it was a, <laughs> a pre-utero uh, COVID. Hey, maybe it could be the shot, maybe the jab. That would be a cause that occurred in utero, right? If the mother they, got the jab. They're certainly not going to say that. They'd rather say the, monkey, uh, the baby got monkeypox before... There's, there's nothing wrong. I, that with would be a cause in utero. Yeah. Definitely, monkeypox no. could be in utero, right? So, but any, you, you can see this is a barn door. You can just drive anything through it, right? And and the thing is, you don't get to investigate the cause of death. The coroner is stripped out of it. He doesn't have a duty anymore. So it really is like Nancy Pelosi saying, "Well, we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it," <laughs> right? That's what this is. Now I'm not a lawyer, and I don't even play one on TV. Um, I, I hear that you're someone that knows a little bit about the law. You have at least a little bit of experience. Uh, I have so. enough to be dangerous, I guess. Yes, I'm a lawyer. I'm a California lawyer, which makes me, I guess, hate it. <laughs> but that barn door idea, you know, you you read the Federalist, you you look at when we say limited government, that doesn't have anything to do with the size of the government. It has to do with the scope of the government's power. power. This, yes. not that. You can rule in this. Not that. That's just liberty. 
isn't that a little bit of a strange practice when they try and make laws that are overbroad? You know, as a, as an attorney, or if you were a legislator or involved with committees, when you're looking, you know, my understanding of laws is from is from a police academy. Is it's it's infinitesimally smaller than yours. But that's one of the danger signs. This overly broad, just about anything can be made or manipulated to fit into it. That is not how you fashion a law. No, unless you're trying to murder tens of well, thousands of babies. Here's what they're doing. They 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 saw the the door that Dobbs opened because Dobbs. I mean, a lot of people would say that Dobbs did not go far enough. Because Dobbs was, it, it is a strict constructionist court. And thank God for that, and thank Donald Trump for that. Uh, we have, you know, at least five, maybe six, if you count Roberts, who said, "Look, there is no right to abortion in our federal constitution. That means the issue of abortion is left to the states under our constitution. The constitution only limits the federal government." It reserves all of the other matters for the states. The states are supposed to be the real powerhouses, okay? So the Well, states- and more than that, they said there's no such thing. Well, at least one of them said there's no such thing as substantive due process, uh, which I got a kick out of. Again, as an attorney, I said, this sounds like made up. This is like sci-fi for law. But that's not a thing. Um, but anyway. But... What what they what these states are doing now, seeing that the, that the federal government has now you know restricted the the federal government from doing anything you know pro-abortion, which is very good, right? Now it comes to the states, and the states, uh, especially the very pro-abort, very radical um, side of in California, says, "Fine, we're going to run through that. We are just going to push all of this through." our legislature. They're going to do it. Now, I'm sure these are going to be challenged. I, I know there's going to be lawsuits coming up because it, it interferes with what about the baby's right to live? We have a law in California, which is the Born Alive Protection Act, which theoretically, at least in law, protects that baby. The minute it is born, it has the same rights of care and support as a baby who was born who wasn't you know, tried to be aborted, right? So that should apply. That law applies immediately to that baby being born, right? But the, here's the thing: AB twenty two twenty three is going to cover it up. You're not. No one's going to. The, the people in the room are not going to be there to save the baby because the woman is the one who said, "Well, I want an abortion. I want that baby dead." And so AB twenty two twenty three will cover up any investigation of how the baby died. We're never going to know. Well, was it smothered to death after it took its first breath? Or did it really die during the birthing process or as a result of, I, I don't know, whatever due to causes that occur in utero? But it, it ignores the fact that once that baby is born, at least in California, it has a, a, a born alive protection. But that's not going to be observed. In, in practical, there was a case in uh, Nebraska, uh, a mother and her daughter this uh, the live action reported and so did Fox News. Um, she, it was a kind of a, a team. The daughter was 17 at the time. She was pregnant. The mother bought abortion pills, chemical abortion pills, gave it to the daughter who willingly took them and with knowledge. And she delivered a viable 24-week-old baby, which is a crime in Nebraska because Nebraska says you can't procure an abortion after 20 weeks. Uh, probably without, you know, life of the mother exception, whatever. But after 20 weeks, there are restrictions. So this baby is is born 24 weeks viable. And mother and daughter wrap the baby up in plastic, 
light it on fire, and then bury it to cover up the evidence. That, that case is being prosecuted in Nebraska now, but that exact case, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be prosecuted here in California because AB 2223 um, makes sure that it protects the woman and anyone who's helping her from any civil or criminal liability whatsoever for miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or causes that occur, you know, a perinatal death like this due to causes that occur in utero. So all they got to do is point to say, well, yeah, the baby died due to causes that occur in utero. And if you say another word against me, I'll slap you with a $25,000 lawsuit plus attorney's fees. That's what AB 2223 is going to do. It's going to cover up the evidence of botched abortions. You know, we usually try and be nice uh, in our discourse and stuff, but I'll... There are very few things that I hate. I mean, as I, I used to work on the Human Trafficking Task Force, and a mentor of mine got me into the practice where I'd go so far as to pray for the actual people um, who were sex purchasers and the people who were trafficking uh, men, women, children, infants in some cases, because they are captured by something, something demented that I don't even understand. But there's a group of people that I absolutely hate, and it's the people who... Uh, the medical professionals who take part in this. And, um, oh, I still have that article up there. Uh, how sick and twisted and evil do you have to be as a doctor, as a nurse, as a PA, as a support staff person in the room? One, to participate in this. I, I don't buy the argument, you know, that th they're just following orders type argument or this is legal. You know that there are ethics and morality uh, that go beyond the scope of law, okay? That, that, and the military, it's, is it illegal? Is it immoral? Is it unethical? Not just one of the three. Is it one of any of these three that makes it you know, an unlawful order? It's something that can't be done. Uh, see the Nuremberg trials. That's what it was all about, people. Uh, but how quickly for, we forget when we memory whole history. And yes. there are people who were alive then. Like, are you kidding me? If you are a medical professional who works in any of these institutions and you sit by while a, a fighting, surviving baby comes out and you watch everyone kill it, you take part in killing it, or someone brings in and the return policy brings in their child and you execute it, you are truly an evil person. And we can't be in each other's presence because I, I, I tell you, I would, I would put a stop to that. I, yes. I really would. I am. I'm physically capable of making that stop. Uh, and one, that was one of the reasons that we moved from Maryland. We lived in Maryland for just ten months, uh, and Maryland has moved ahead with legislation just like this. I think it's 21 or 28 days um, mm -hmm. is their return policy period there um, for babies. Mm. It's, it's, it's really sick and it's very frightening. And, and mm. you see what, what AB 2223 and other bills that are going through uh, are going to allow is it, it's actually going to be somewhat of a fig leaf uh, for medical professionals because they don't have to participate in these abortions anymore. They're actually kind of creating an army of at-home abortionists who are unlicensed. There's a bill, um, I believe it's AB 2586 that targets pro-life clinics and calls the, it, the original uh, draft called pro-life centers fake, fake clinics, and they're going after them. But the other thing that it does 
is that it it, it radically, ex- I think it's, I'm sorry, it's AB 1375 that lowers medical standards so that so as to expand uh, the ability of nurses and you know assistants to perform abortions without medical oversight, and and what AB twenty two twenty three is going to do is it's decriminalizing any at home abortion. So you can order chemical abortion pills online, probably from China at this point. Biden uh, also lifted any restrictions. He's trying to make sure that you can send you know these the abortion pills through the mail, right? And, and it's very, it is truly very dangerous for a woman just leaving aside the issue of baby, and I hate to say it that way, but just for the woman herself. If you're more than 12 weeks along gestationally, it is dangerous. It is increasingly dangerous for you to be taking the abortion pills because 26 people that we know of, women, have died from taking these abortion pills. You can re- it can result in hemorrhage, sepsis, all kinds of complications that can result in having to have further you know, surgical intervention. These pills are not safe. And now I think they're being made overseas as well. So kind of, it could be like, you know, fentanyl and things. You, you don't even know what's in there anymore. And it's, it might be even coming across the border. And these women can now get them through the mail and have a, a, a self-administered at-home abortion with, you know, their neighbor helping them or their grandma or whoever it is. So it, it kind of is taking the abortionists and the doctors out of the loop, which is another reason why Planned Parenthood and the, the abortion cabal in, in California are, are nervous. That's why they, they, they decided to shift their business model to California and blue states to make sure we're centralizing abortion because they're losing market share. 27 states have already put restrictions on abortions completely, right, at, at certain levels. And now we also have at-home do-it-yourself chemical abortions, which is going to further erode their market share. So this is all about, this is the abortion cartel. This is just like the, the drug cartels, if you will, in Mexico. This is about money, and it's about money to kill human beings and probably profit from their baby parts because we know the David Daleiden series of showing how oh, yeah. we're aborting babies at certain ages to, and, and we're aborting them intact, right? Taking them out so as to preserve their body parts and make sure that their kidneys are super fresh and that their hearts are, are, are intact. I mean, it, it is sick. This is a form of human trafficking and, and Planned Parenthood and NARAL and these abortion cartel, they are complicit in it because they're losing market share. It's about the money. And AB 2223 is going to decriminalize all of it. it an abortionist who performs an abortion on a woman cannot be pursued, cannot, but for any, so long as the mother consents. And that is where the narrative is, is focusing, is, is on scaring women and telling them that pregnancy is somehow some sort of disease and that abortion is some sort of health care. And that is the fundamental lie. Abortion is not health care. Abortion is the intentional killing of a human being in the womb. It's intentional killing. It is not accidental. It is intentional. The sole purpose of abortion is to kill that little human being. If we were talking about true health care, we, we should be talking about delivery, which is triage. When you look at a patient, a woman, and she's pregnant, and a doctor, if you really have to make a choice between the life of the mother and the life of the baby, delivery is much faster and much safer and actually gives the chance for the baby, even if it's mm-hmm. preterm, it, at least it gives it a chance at survival. It can deliver it. That is, that is what true health care is. It'd be delivery. But they well, have, you bring up. That's the lie. 
You bring up an interesting point, though, because it it being about money, it depends on when you enter the pipeline, because there's that other group, that nameless, faceless, global elite type. And this is where we get kicked off YouTube, folks, and it's fine. I hate YouTube. Rumble, go to Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely go to Rumble. That's where I'm streaming every day, or I'm streaming Tuesday through Friday. And if I'm not on YouTube, it's because of YouTube, not because of anything going on with my operation. I'm on Rumble, I'm on Getter, I'm on Truth, I'm on all of the places that you can actually see. Occasionally, Facebook. I just got smited off of uh, LinkedIn. I just got the boot oh, yeah. from LinkedIn, yeah. which is super yeah. interesting. Um, Anyway, but it depends on when you get into the pipeline because the the money piece is definitely a piece. But there's also a much more sinister agenda when you look at some of the side effects of abortion procedures and even just the at-home drugs, a really interesting and convenient common side effect is infertility issues, almost as if they were trying to de- popularize the earth almost as if they want there to be less people and yeah, like more like trees and population cows. control hmm. i know right right i mean it's, it's not it's like they've created they, but they tell you that children are inconvenient mm. and they tell you that being pregnant you as a woman you're never going to be able to have you know your career or what all of these things that are actually less important than life right because you're not going to be remembered as oh i went to school and i got straight a's who cares nobody cares but they they sell fear to women to actually control their fertility i mean look i'm living in california where everything's got to be organic we've got so many rules here about the 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 pen for pigs to live in. And if their pen is too small, we can't have the bacon here in California because that's not space for the pig, right? You got it. And we have organic eggs. Everything's organic. And yet we have women who willingly take a pill that shuts down their ovaries and makes them sterile. It's the birth control pill. Everybody takes it all across the nation. And that's totally fine. That's totally not organic, but that doesn't matter because that is have what all of these infertility issues. And everyone's like, why? Fertility is, the, is, is, a, is a sacred gift and it's a trust. And it's the power of women. Only we can transmit life. And, and, and Whoa, yet, now. Are, are you saying that I can't have a baby? No, you can't. You're a man. Sorry. I'm, I'm not a biologist, but I know you're a man. And I know I'm a woman and I know who can give birth. Sorry. Uh, we'll talk to Justice Katanji Brown and try to educate her later. But uh, you, this, this is a sacred gift of fertility. And we are, we are, we're, we're trivializing it worse. We're even almost demonizing it. We're saying that your fertility is a threat to your happiness. You can't, you can't enjoy relationships and school and business and everything. And it's all because you shouldn't have too many children, too many global carbon footprints you see. Can't have too many. So we are we are seeing, I think it's an attack on fertility, men and women. I mean, the, the global uh, fertility rate for men, I think, has dropped as well. And, and no one knows why, why, you know, the, the guys are having trouble swimming. We don't know why, right? But that all- Oh, we know why. Well, yeah. you know, it's that bioweapon. That's what. Well, and and it's the other stuff, the soy, the seed oils. Yeah, the soy, and but you know what? I just wonder how much of it is. I mean, the attack on on masculinity. I mean, women don't want to talk to men, right? You're you're you are toxic max masculinity. If you're completely like doing a psyops on men, telling them that. 
that they, as the essence of manhood is a bad thing, that starts to, to wear on a population and it can depress people. Yes. And I mean, we've just gone through COVID and nobody can have jobs and all that. And, but you're telling this to 20-year-old men. This is totally out of the scope of this episode, but God, we're not going to bring it up here. This is a dangerous thing to Google. Uh, But you know how they say they don't make them like they used to? That's definitely true of men. Uh, Guys, we we are not the guys that our fathers and grandfathers were. And there is some really interesting study about, um, well, I'll say size and capabilities of of, uh, certain things. And I got to tell you guys, I mean, there are some things that you should stop eating. There are some things that you should stop doing for sure uh, uh, with your phone. Just remember, everything. Yeah. You and your phone or your laptop and your little private CD place, it's, it's ruining your life in more ways uh, than you realize, let alone that you're, you know, watching human trafficking victims be victimized on the internet. Uh, but... Yeah, maybe I'll just put some links down there for people to read some of these studies. I was just talking to, uh, uh, not in the interview, but I was just talking to Jason Dean about uh, this very thing. Yeah, nothing against soy, like in moderation, but it's not really... It does affect, it affects young young boys for sure. Yeah, they put it in everything. Everything. I have a son who is allergic to so many things, soy included, and we took everything out. And it was very, very hard to even find things he could eat because soy and corn was added to everything, and he was allergic to it all. So, well, I'll um, tell you, he'll be better off for. Oh, he's the tallest <laughs> one of sure. all my kids. He's still growing. So, yeah, it's it's a good thing. But it, we can stop. Look, to get back to the, the the scourge of abortion, men can stop abortion tonight. Because all you have to do is respect yourself and respect that woman that you're with. Never, ever give the power to a woman to kill your children. What you need to be doing is self-discipline and making sure that you are yoked in kind with a woman that you really want to reproduce with. That, that, is, that is the moral foundation of our country. And it's good for health as well. So don't, don't, you're, you're giving your power, your creative power for life over to some woman that you've just met, maybe. That's on you guys. You guys can stop abortion tonight. It's, it's not just- you say that. There's literally a verse that says, do not give your power to a woman. And a lot of people think that it's about um, head of household or leadership yeah. stuff. It is exactly about this. It, it's it's the creative the, energy. It is the yeah. life-giving force. And a, a man and woman combined together to produce a new child through, you know, the intervention of the Holy Spirit. That's what I believe. But that that biological act has to start with the man as well. And so I'm men so can glad stop you say tomorrow. that because every nine out of 10, 99 out of 100 other people say um, women need to close their legs or whatever. The last time I checked, women aren't out here impregnating themselves. I know no, Tanji no, Brown Jackson might think something else. Um, but no, that that's happened exactly zero times. We've had one immaculate conception. We've had zero. Yes. She agreed. It was not rape. We've had zero instances of two women walking to a bar and walk out. One of them's pregnant. That that's (laughs) never happened. It never will happen. There, there are just some problems there. I'm so glad. See, this is why I love having Susan on because, uh, no one, no one says yes. that. 
No one is Biological saying this in society. Sense, I know. Follow the science. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just got to. But hey, you guys, now you're on notice. You can't keep blaming the women and you can't keep blaming the politicians. So look at yourself. All right. Yeah. And you can you can control. You should be able to have all the children that you want. You just have to find a willing partner in your wife. Right. That's what you should be doing. And you can stop abortion tonight. Don't just don't do it. It's, it is not worth it so that on your soul that, you know, that you gave some uh, pro-abort harpy the ability to kill your baby and sell its body parts. That's just wrong. So think about yeah. that next time and don't drink too much. Compromise <laughs> judgment. Just saying. You have to wake up the next morning and look at that and go, oh, my goodness gracious sakes alive. I think that was illegal. <laughs> I loved my time in the military. I really did. But there were so many stories, training accidents, um, warnings, training videos that were centered around alcohol. Um, everything from lethal force incidences to embarrassing a unit, an army, the nation. Like, yeah. al alcohol is best consumed at home uh, is one, one thing that I believe. But... Uh, I, I never have more than one or two drinks max, like in public. Uh, it, it does compromise your ability to think rationally. It, it sure does. So what feels good right now, uh, you wake up to later and it's just such a mistake. And, and mm. that message can't can't get out enough because we that that's what we have to do to, to send to the next generation. They need to guard their fertility. It is a sacred gift, just like freedom is. And that's something that we pass on to the next generation is our fertility and our freedom. And you can't do that if you're aborting the next generation. You just can't do it. You know, something else in this realm that people don't talk about because everything is shaming. You can't say, hey, you ought to lose a little weight. It's, it's actually making your life significantly shorter because that's shaming. You can't say, hey, you ought not go to that orgy with the 20 guys that you don't know because you're going to get monkeypox. Well, that's homosexual shaming. It's like, no, this is common sense. Another one of those things is, um, just like, you know, your income will be the average of your 10 closest friends. Uh, your, your habits are influence. You, you have a sphere of influence and that sphere is also influencing you. So you ought not have the type of friends and be in the type of circles where everyone wants to go and, uh, drink to the end of the bottle every night and have all of this promiscuity and, um, you know, everyone believes the lies that children ruin your life. Uh, I got a bunch of kids. There are four kids running around this house right now while we're doing this interview. I've had a career. I'm continuing to have a career. My wife homeschools and she has a career as well. And she's a brilliantly talented musician. All of that is a lie. Susan's an attorney yes. and she's got a bunch of kids and a uh, career. Yeah. I got I got seven kids and I've I've gotten a law degree and I've had a law career and I've done a lot of things. I balanced it all and I was also a mom at home for many years as well. You can have it now, all. No, I'm guessing. That's a lie. I'm guessing. I don't know your friends, but I'm guessing they're more like you than like those people that I just described earlier. And that's I, most of my friends are are just as stubborn as I am. They've been married <laughs> a long time. <laughs> And they're all strong women and they 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 take care of their families absolutely that's part of the equation for success she's yes. not saying just go out and just find that person out of no you need to be submersed into a culture that you want to be a part of into a community that you want to be a part of and we're not allowed to say that because it's shaming you're ruining your lives and abortion on demand 
sorry, not sorry. It's something that's ruining your life and ending the life of another. And you know what? You never know when your fertility is over. Because, I mean, if you have repeat abortions, there are increases in rates of cancer. There's all kinds of risks you're taking. But you also never know, ladies, when your egg is your last. You don't know when that is. Everybody assumes, oh, well, yeah, I can keep getting, I can have a pregnant 30 and 40, whatever. You don't know that. You just don't. And there'll there'll be women walking into, you know, the career-minded women who are, you know, hard-hitting lawyers and they've been partners and everything. And they they run down to the, you know, fertility doctor at around 37 saying, well, I'm ready to have my family now. And he probably just has to keep from laughing because he said, what are you doing here now? You needed to be here 10 years ago when you were 27, not 37. That's not when you start. Okay. It just isn't. That's also an inconvenient truth. It's called biology. We have expiration dates. We're like, you know, a a gallon of milk. We expire. That's what we, we do. Now it's not fair. I know it's not men. You guys can make babies forever. That's okay. Take it up with God later. That's how we were designed. We have to be very smart ladies. We have to do everything. That's why we're great at multitasking. Yes, we have to get some education and get our career in place, those kind of things, but we have to balance it and juggle it against the most important thing for a lot of women is I want to have children. And if you keep pushing something off and and kicking it down the, the, the road, at some point you run out of those options. And now you're desperate. Now you're trying to use artificial means to harvest eggs and test tubes. And you got to go look through some creepy looking, kind of like a dark version of Facebook to find your sperm donor. You, right? I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you have to prioritize what's really important for you. And if children aren't, that's okay. Then you don't have to worry about it, but you can't wait. It's something that it's, I know it's not fair, but life's not fair. You've been given a gift. You've been given the gift of life from God, the creator. And if you're lucky enough to be elevated by marriage to the position of wife, then you can also be promoted by God to the position of mother because it's a promotion and it's for life and it never goes away. But if you don't want to, that's okay. You have free will. You can do what you want. You can live your life that you want to live. But there are always consequences to your choices. If you choose not to have children, well, there's a consequence. It may, you're you're going to grow old and, and die without children. There are also consequences when you start playing with your fertility, when you start um, aborting, when you start taking hormones to suppress your fertility, that affects your ability later on. There's always a consequence, you know? Biology is, is a little bit of karma. So be very careful what you wish for. You may get it. And you, you need to start guarding your fertility and treasuring it because it is the most powerful force on the planet. And you have it because you are a woman. And, and all of that also hinges on how this whole bioweapon thing is going to pan out because a lot of people have taken all sorts, five, six, seven jabs, who knows? You know, God is the one that opens and shuts the womb. There's a reason I think it's 35, 36 years old. They say um, after that date, it's a geriatric pregnancy. Um, and I'm guilty, it, but it, yeah, I was very lucky, right? I mean, it's a I- mistake. We'll probably have, we're, um, I said mid 30s the other day, my wife almost had a heart attack. We're in our, uh, what is it, young 30s or whatever. I'm 33. I thought that was mid 30s. I'm I'm hearing now that mid is four, five, six. Late is 
seven, eight, nine or something. Well, you're Who knows? good, Joe. It's your wife you got to worry about. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you're fine. You know, you don't worry about you. Well, that was the thing I said, because we're the same age. And I said, you know, we're in our mid-30s. <gasps> That's like, right. No, um, right. But, uh, get number five started. Yeah, we'll probably have, who knows? We'll probably have tons of kids. So I'm sure there'll be a geriatric pregnancy in there. Kids are a blessing. Uh, They really are. They are a blessing and they're a long-term blessing. And yeah. And and here's another thing that they like to tell you, like they always tell you abortion is healthcare. It's a lie. They always try to, the the, the other myth that they put out there is that, that a a wanted child is, you know, more convenient, right? That, that a child that is uh, unplanned is inconvenient. I have news for you. All children are inconvenient. It doesn't matter because that's what they are. They are they're new human beings that you're training, right? And bringing up to be a, a, an adult. It is inconvenient to do that. That's why it takes two people, and that's why we yeah. work very hard at it. They are you, all. You can go even further. Just people are inconvenient. I've got exactly. five siblings, and stuff exactly. happens. And, and if calls. I can kill, and if I can kill something that's inconvenient to me now. Why can't I kill something that's inconvenient to me a little later, right? Just because you're inconvenient, do you have to be in my womb? No, because that is the lie that they're telling Mm. me, that because this individual, this human being in the womb is inconvenient. It's going to make me, oh, I'm not going to be able to graduate on time. I'm not going to be able to have this career or that career or drive the SUV or whatever the problem is, right? The inconvenience. You are you are legalizing, you you are saying it is moral to kill a person because they're inconvenient, I mean, look, 150 years ago, there were people who were owning people and saying, well, we can't give up owning slaves because that will that will be inconvenient to our economic uh, you know, livelihood of cotton and, 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 and the South, that it was inconvenient then, right? We, we, want, we didn't want to free the slaves because it was inconvenient then. And now today, we're saying the same thing. Oh, this about isn't anything people. like that, you know. I have, the one thing I know about abortionists is they're not racist at all. Uh, it's 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 definitely in their history. I mean, they're more for civil rights than than anyone, you know. Um, in their version of history, the abortionists went and they they killed all the Confederate generals. They tore down the Berlin Wall. Um, right. You know, they killed Stalin and Mao. <laughs> like yeah. They're they they're freaking superheroes in real life, where Susan and I live. Uh, you know, to have these Negroes vote in Democrat for the next 200 years and to create this welfare establishment and to stop the uppity blacks. These are their lines, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, Margaret Sanger, you know, everything that happened after the Moynihan report uh, came out. They they looked at the numbers and said, we got to do something about these black people. They probably said these Negroes or something else. Uh, We got to do something about this. Margaret yeah. called her project the Negro Project, and it was to to educate, right, educate black women about birth control and abortion, and they, and they sold it to them because that see that was how we were going to eliminate poverty back in the day. We were going to eliminate poverty and and all of that by abortion and birth control. How did that work out? I don't think it did. But Margaret Sanger would be very, very proud of some of these bills, especially SB 1245, uh, which Senator Kamlager, a senator of color in California, has advanced. Because what it does is it's going to take California funding and make sure that we're going to improve equal access, reproductive access to abortion centers in Los Angeles County. Because we don't have enough access 
to abortion, especially wow. in communities of color. And that's what SB 1245 is. And I called that bill out as a, a disparate racial impact. I, I said that. And she was, she kind of lost it. She basically said that I was racist for bringing up the matter that what you're doing is you are fulfilling Margaret Sanger's dream to sell abortion to minority communities. She did not yeah. appreciate that Senator Kamlager she, did not. But. She was not a dumb woman. She partnered, she knew in the black community that um, uh, the, the church was a big figure and she oh, went you. in yeah. and she got the ear of uh, black church pastors and reverends and, yeah. and got this education in air quotes there uh, into the hands of the churches and the, the black and minority communities. And now, you know, I, I'm from one of those communities. I'm, I'm, from like the hood in Western uh, Long Island, um, so tri-state New York City area. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are so many people that are plagued with this false doctrine and they believe everything that this um, this uh, senator you said believed. Senator Kumlager, yeah. yeah. It's not a very German name, but- that, yeah. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Kind of, kind of sounds Hitlerian, yeah. We could say Senator Kamlaga, yeah. you know. That's, that really that's a terrible name on so many levels. I was just going <laughs> to leave it alone. <laughs> I could do a comedy skit on that name, I, I but I won't. Margaret Sanger with an accent too. Margaret Sanger, we must, we must exterminate the little carbon footprints. I like to do yeah. her as an accent too. This is where I'd really get kicked off of YouTube. This I'm isn't sorry, even on. YouTube this isn't YouTube. even on YouTube. You know why? Because why? I'm currently in YouTube jail again. Uh, oh, this good. is this is like eight or nine strikes. Yeah, I think I've gotten eight of the big ones and five or six of the small ones or whatever. You're a bad um, boy. <laughs> but talk about skits. My my. Uh, <laughs> this is the maturity of two teenage boys. So my my best friend and I, when I was growing up, best man at my wedding. Uh, we were really in the comedy when we were teenagers and um, comics, you know, old and new. So Dane Cook was on the table, Chappelle, um, uh, Kevin Hart was kind of like in the middle of his blow up years, but all the way back, Richard Pryor, Johnny Carson, you know, all, all comedians around the table. So we had a lot of banter in our cars and in our, you know, youth events that were totally inappropriate. But one of them was, <laughs> what if uh, the Holocaust obviously happened, but what if Hitler were just such a narcissist that he could never scale something back? And he was just sick one day, had a terrible, you know, cold, terrible sore throat. And he's just kind of coughing and saying, uh, I need all the juice. And he's asking for juice, concentrate, none of this watered down nonsense. Uh, and he's saying, bring it all to me. And, you know, the army goes out and executes in this way. And, you know, Hitler gets over his cold and he can't undo what they've done. We had this whole skit with impressions and stuff. And it's so just, we, if the internet was what it is today, we would have been canceled for sure. Uh, yeah. My career would have been over before it started. Uh, but we used to do it all the time. Just such a... Um, anyway, when you mentioned her name, I, I thought of that. It's really just an unfortunate name. She should look into changing that. Well, maybe uh, she took her husband's name. I don't know. I, I don't know her status, uh, but maybe maybe that's her husband's name and maybe he needed to take hers. I don't know. I just... I find it ironic that a woman of color would be advancing a, 
a bill that would make Margaret Sanger so proud and, and would have, she would also bear a, a German name. It just, it's, you can't make this stuff up. Well, you know what's just kind of shameful? She probably doesn't know. She probably knows who uh, Margaret Sanger is. Oh, no, she, she tried to correct me on the record. She said that, and I, and I have the video for you. Oh, did she say you need to get educated? That's what uh, they always what say. What she said is that, that, that Margaret Sanger was actually about purifying um, uh, like Polish immigrants and Russian immigrants, basically white uh, purity. That's what Margaret Sanger well, was it, really about. They, they put all the clinics in the, in the suburbs, in the white neighborhoods. I yeah. am just telling you what she was trying. She tried to turn it around as though Margaret Sanger really wasn't targeting um, uh, communities of color, but Margaret Sanger was really trying to kind of purify, um, you know. Where do they get I, this? I don't know. But anyway, I have it on, it's it's public record. It's, you know, it was, and I, I, mean, I, I We have it. it straight from Margaret herself. Like, where know, do they right? get this? It's like fan fiction. That That's <laughs> not true. I, I know, it's not true. But there you go. And then, then I'm sure they, they're probably oh trying to find gosh. you a Wikipedia entry about it as we speak. But yeah, I mean, well, the, at least she, she doesn't, doesn't have, know. At I least she doesn't I, have an important job like writing laws. Right. Uh, and I, I do pray to God that I, I really, honestly, I pray that these most of these legislators are just inescapably ignorant of history and just inescapably ignorant of what they're doing. Because if they're not, if they're truly advancing this, this is... At, truly been the most evil thing I've ever seen. So I, I just hope and pray that she could, you know, when, when she does meet her maker at some point, she could honestly say, I didn't know when I was very ignorant, please mm. forgive me. I hope so for her sake, because what they're doing is, is absolute, it, it's murder. It, it just is. And it's murder for targeting a, a specific ethnicity, specifically uh, African-Americans and also uh, Latin Americans, Latinos. Latinas, Latinx, whatever your preferred pronouns. <laughs> they oh. hate it. It's so funny. I I gotta get these two things. I'll try and mash them into one because we're coming up on the hour here. Let's kind of bring us back to the, to the bills and and what's gonna happen. And and guys, I I normally you know I always like to do a live show. Uh, this one's pre-recorded, so I don't even know what what is it today. Is it the thirtieth right now? Um, yes, it is August thirtieth. But when you're watching this, it's the thirty first. Then, so it's it's tomorrow. So it's Wednesday. Um, so there are some things that need to happen with the bill, and and I want to give Susan the chance to fire with both barrels here because uh, I I don't know what you did in your what kind of law you did, but you would have made a hell of a litigator because you're just like. I yeah, did a you, little bit of litigating, not as much as I should have, but I did some litigating. Yeah, well, I, you are the straight shooter that I would want. You're just a you know, very smart and like just a touch of mean. That's that's what I. God uh, finally like. found a use for me. He <laughs> finally found something I can do. So I'm very grateful for that. But well, what's coming up in uh, August 30th and August 31st? So you know, a couple of days from when we're recording is the last day for each uh, side of the California Legislature, the Senate and the Assembly. It's kind of like Senate and House, but we have the word is the Assembly to pass the bills that are are before them. The Senate has started, as I told you, AB 2223 has already been passed by the Senate. That happened last night, uh, the 29th, uh, about 10.45 p.m. Pacific time. And so now it is going back to the Assembly where it'll be a full vote of the Assembly, probably today at some point, and that'll pass through. And then uh, August 31st, 
is the very last day for them to continue passing all of the other bills. There's there's a, a, at least 16 really bad uh, pro-abortion bills that are coming up. I think they're all passing. They're, 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 I've mentioned 1375, 1918 is the abortion scholarship. You can get an, a, schol- a scholarship to be an abortionist and make your mama proud. We're going to spend $20 million on that one. Anyway, so there's all kinds wow. of bills like that. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. It's just so sad. So all of these things have to be passed by the respective, uh, you know, either the, the Assembly or the Senate by uh, midnight, August 31st. And if they are all passed out, and we can assume that they all will be, uh, it's, they're going to go to Governor Newsom's desk for his signature. Some, depending on if they have been deemed to be an urgency uh piece of legislature will go into effect immediately. Some will just uh, uh, start on January 1st, 2023. It just kind of depends on which bill and what what they put in there. So, But by January 1st, everything's going to be uh, in place. Uh, I don't think 2223 is an urgency statute, but I don't think it's going to matter. Um, At the end of the day, uh, Governor Newsom has promised to spend, uh, I believe, $120 million to expand abortion in California. Uh, They're not spending any money to help maternal care, prenatal care, these maternity homes or pro-life options. In fact, they're demonizing Rob Bonta, our OG. He has uh, circulated a memo saying, really, uh, that if you are misrepresenting or you know giving out misinformation or disinformation about your services as a as a clinic if you do not provide comprehensive reproductive care which means you got to provide abortions if you don't do that you may be guilty of fraud and so what he's doing is he's inviting people to um search out you know pro, little private pro-life uh clinics and see okay do you offer abortions and if if for some reason they don't have it right there, the, the biggest thing on their website, we do not provide abortions. They might try to target them and sue them under uh, you know false fraudulent advertising, that kind of thing. So they're they're trying to weaponize an army of private citizens to go after these uh, pro-life clinics and centers, just like Senator uh, Warren was. Uh, that's Focahontas. You know, she she identified as an American Indian for a long time and stole their valor. Right. She has already come out and said that all of these pro-life clinics and centers, they should be shut down. So California is is trying to do that as well. So there's there's tons of th- stuff going on. And of course, AB, uh, sorry, SB 1142, that's the abortion vacation bill. You can see up on your screen, there's a big, that is a real, uh, a real billboard. There's lots of them in California. They're paid for by Planned Parenthood. And they advertise that California is still open for business and it's still legal to get an abortion. It looks like a vacation postcard, something like out of the, almost like out of the 50s or something like, you know, come to California for your best vacation ever. That's what they're advertising. That, that they're, they're people who kill their babies so they can yes, get their and- wedding dress. And because um, I heard one, um, it was last December, January, someone got an abortion. They were bragging about it on social media, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, because they didn't want, because of the way they were going to look in their bathing suit that summer. Um, And it's like, you had an abortion so you could go to the beach. Well, you've gone to the beach every time my, you know, my wife is pregnant. She goes to the beach just fine. Has a good time, gets in the water. You, and she probably looks adorable with a big baby bump there. And she probably looks cute as candy. But you yeah, know. You're, you're not an alien. You're just pregnant. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing else that you can. You can't like. Sure, you can't 
uh, fly jets and go on roller coasters after a certain point. But life goes on. It, it's okay. You will survive. You're, you're it is still... not pregnancy is not a disease, and abortion yeah. is not health care. And what they're going to, what they're selling. Uh, by the way, they're using your tax dollars to ship women in here. Okay, this SB 1142, which is the abortion vacation bill that is bringing everybody in. What they did is they kind of took out the language in the latest version of SB 1142 and they dumped it over into the budget. So now it's part of the budget. They're going to be spending because remember a a few weeks ago, Newsom was saying, well, we're not going to be spending uh, money to uh, transport women from outside of the state, out of California, into California. We're just going to help facilitate travel within California and Planned Parenthood. And everybody blew up over that. Right. So now Mm -hmm. they fixed that they've got it in the budget they're going to be spending at least 20 million that's the last i heard of it to to make sure that they fund travel from out of state into california and that that's not just travel that's also lodging so your hotel that's also lost wages they compensate you for your time away from work don't uh, you get like a free disney ticket or something uh, that's the next i was gonna say you can bring your kids with you bring the children you want to keep because you're going to abort their sibling. And yeah, they haven't included Disneyland tickets yet, but there might be a coupon day. They're still working out the package. They're they're working out the kinks there. They got to talk to the... That you know the execs at, Di- is at Disney. I know that there's a whole transgender movement over there. Maybe they'll they'll kick in some money to help um, you know abort trans babies. I don't know. You know, I you know if it's genetic, you know, who knows? It's very you. very sad, but that's that is uh, AB 1142, and that's that's passing right now too. So since you all- bring up the abortion tourism, can you guys stop posting this online? It makes me want to choke you to death. Your company is not so benevolent and kind because they are funding trips to send you to go get abortions. That is a dollars and cents CPA, you know, balance budget sheet decision. Okay. It's much cheaper it is, to ship a worker off and make yeah. sure she gets all cleaned up and then bring her back and plug her right back into the corporate cog. They, yeah, you don't not, have 60 or 90 days of maternity leave or six months right. some places. There's also that long, long, long-term cost burden. Your employer, like I, I, it still amazes me that adults don't know this. Your employer shares the cost burden in a lot of your life, your children's lives, that the long-term health insurance. So your kid's got yep. asthma and this one breaks his leg and that one is a gymnast. So she's always having soft tissue injuries, like whatever. Your employer has an equity in that. They're not being nice. They are screwing you over and wrecking your life for the benefit of their enterprise. It's their name on the side of the building, not yours, not your family's. They don't give a crap about you. If you got hit by a bus before they order a card to send around an office to have everyone sign and, and send to your family, before they order flowers, before they do any of that stuff, they have started looking for your replacement. They have put your job posting out over the web because that's their number one priority. I've seen it happens in companies large and small. So yep. if you like, if you post, if I see another one of those posts, I'm just gonna unfriend or block you. Like I, I really am. It just drives me up the freaking wall. It makes me more upset than the rainbow logos that are all over everything. <laughs> like it, bah, gosh. <laughs> You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The the corporate the woke corporate America knows what the bottom line looks like, and the bottom line for them is abortion because it keeps the worker at work, 
and away from family. And it reduces the, the, you know, the insurance, as you said, everything about it and keeps you more efficient as a worker. That, that, that policy is no woman's friend. But that's what that that's what they're going. Oh, and and you can also contribute to the funds out here in California. One of the bills, I forget the exact number, but it I, might be twenty one thirty four. It actually um, it it allows corporations to donate to the funds so that that women can be uh, you know getting their their free abortions and transport here. They've got funds set up for this, so it it, it is all an entirely progressive movement to target babies in the womb. And, and as you said, there's probably a corporate element to it. There, all of this, it, it's dovetailed together. They even haven't, they, they haven't even forgotten about schools. AB 1940, which has just passed through the, I believe it was the Senate, that's going to set up school-based health care centers in schools to provide things like eyeglasses and maybe some mental health care, whatever. But you know what else it also includes? Comprehensive reproductive health care, which is code for abortion. So the school nurse could hand out uh, abortion pills to a 12-year-old or at least refer her down the, down the street to Planned Parenthood. And parents will never know because in California, they have no right to know. Parents' rights have been totally stripped. They don't have the right to know that their daughter is going to be getting an abortion or of abortion pills. So, and yeah, that rapists and sex offenders, is, they're, yeah. they're having a hell of a time, a hell of a time with this, that they're little closed poker parties or whatever. That's right. They're just, just like, how, how did we get this to happen? Right. You just take your little, your toy, your 14 year old victim that is now pregnant because of your, you know, trafficking, what you've done. You can just take her over to Planned Parenthood and get her an abortion and then, you know, get her right back in, in business again. I mean, this is, this is the sickness. Now it's going to be able to, through the school-based health centers. That, that the state will be funding thanks to AB 1940. That's what's coming. It's all, this is the abortion apocalypse, as I've explained. This is what's happening by August 31st. All of these bills will pass. And it's all just right. changed. So, um, so last thing here, you know, a lot of people hold out hope for a judicial review. You mentioned there, there are definitely going to be lawsuits. Um, yes. There's, there's SCOTUS is there. Um, lawsuits are there. And that's why California is going full court spread. They're getting all the bills they can through. They they are yep. throwing everything up to see what sticks. Yep. Um, what do you? Th- this will be the last thing. I don't want to take so much of your time, um, but it's pretty it's pretty broad. What are your thoughts about judicial review about the future of these these bills and and cases? And really, where do people? Because we need to fight this. They're pouring billions of dollars into this initiative. And you and I, people listening to this, watching this, this is our fight. No one is going to do this for us. There, There's no super secret squirrel, you know, anti-abortion special forces out there. It's you. Yeah. Hello. It's, You're yeah. the special forces. Um, so what do you say uh, to that community about uh, the future here. What Planned Parenthood, I just read an article, I believe it was an AP report in the last couple of days. Planned Parenthood is set to spend $50 million on basically promoting pro-abort candidates. They are actively promoted. They are going to try to influence elections through donations. That's what they're going to do. That's according to the AP. Um, what we have to do is the opposite. We have to promote pro-life candidates. Uh, There are a few in California that have come up. There's one named Rich Kenny. He's a former mayor, I believe, in the San Diego area. He's challenging Buffy Wicks, who is the author of the uh, AB 2223, the infanticide bill. He decided, I'm going to challenge her because she is so 
you know, pro-abort and I am very pro-life. So there's Rich Kinney. That's somebody you can help. Another um, man who is running for San Bernardino County supervisor is Louis Centina. He is 100% pro-life. He is, uh, he's got a family of six. He is Hispanic and fluent in Spanish and English. Just a delightful person. He's 100% pro-life. His opposition has actually been painting him as maybe pro-abortion to try to you know, mix it up. So those are at least two candidates that I know of that are very, very pro-life. And what we have to do, at, at, but I'll answer the other question you asked, which is, yeah, of course there's going to be lawsuits. The issue is we're going to go through the state courts because the, the it's clear that, well, the states now can legislate abortion. So now the question is going to become how far can they legislate abortion? What we really need nationally is we need a personhood amendment. That's what we need. We need somebody to advance legislation, and that would be the Congress and the Senate, and we need to override uh, the resident Biden, or hopefully we'll have a, a, a very pro-life pregnancy uh, you know, president come in that could uh, support a personhood amendment that says a person is protected from the moment of conception, that define what a person is. A person starts, uh, where do babies come from? Hello, I know Katanji Brown would know this, but it comes from a man and a woman conception, the egg, it starts, that's where life begins. Where, where does a baby come from? From life right there, starting with conception. We need to protect the human being from the moment of conception. It's a personhood amendment to the Constitution to make it very, very clear to our limited federal judiciary that they must defend life. They can't right now because the, the Constitution does not speak to abortion. We know that from Dobbs. There is no right to abortion, and the, the Supreme Court has said it's up to the states. The only way that we're going to override these states that are just intent on killing people is we need to amend our federal constitution to enable that right to, to say a person is a person from the moment of conception and deserves protection under the law. We do that. And that is how we're going to, you know, in a federal way, um, override the state rights on that issue. That's a major lift. That's a, that's a huge thing because it amends the Constitution. In California, I'm, I know that there are going to be challenges to all of these legis this legislation, these bills that are going through. And that's going to take years and cost millions of lives, as the say, savings, saying goes, right? So there will be challenges, and we'll have to see how, how it progresses. They might be able to challenge things on a civil rights uh, basis, perhaps, but it's going to depend on each of the bills. And that's going to take a long time. And we do have a, a lot of progressive uh, justices or judges I hear would be here in California. So we don't know the outcome, but the fight will continue. The fight has always been in California. It's where abortion started. 1967, January, that's when the Right to Life League started. We lobbied then Governor Ronald Reagan against signing the first therapeutic abortion bill in California. It was the Bielensen bill. That's how we started in 67, six years before Roe versus Wade was even a thing. And we are going to continue to fight against abortion until it is illegal. Why? Because abortion is the intentional killing of a human being in the womb. It is not for any other purpose. We should be talking about delivery to save the life of the mother and the baby. That's, that is what true health care is. Abortion is not health care. We must defeat it. We have to defeat it here in California. And if you want to help, what you need to do, unless you want to move back to California and start helping us vote, because we really could use that. Everybody's leaving, right? So if you don't want to move here, how about you go to our webpage, which is righttolifeleague.org or .com, it'll get you there, right to lifelead.org and hit the donate button, send us a cup of coffee. We're not woke. We don't have merch. We're not Starbucks. 
um, but you can help us because what we will do is we will make sure that that money goes to keep the clinics and centers and maternity homes up and down California open, compliant, open for business so that the state can't shut them down. We're going to continue educating people about the truth of abortion, and we're going to continue fighting these bad bills as they come up. That's what we do, and that's how you can help. And God bless you. Thank you so much. And God bless America, because we're on the, this is the beginning of the pro-life revolution. That's what we're witnessing. The, the 27 states have already done it. This is the beginning. Thanks to Dobbs. Thanks to the Supreme Court justices. Thanks to God. Thanks to Donald Trump. It's all, we are, we are in the beginning of the revolution for life across this country to save lives, to save babies and their mothers. And eventually, the best way to end abortion is for men to take responsibility and for all of us as a, as a community to come and come alongside those women and put our arms around them and say, it's okay, don't be afraid. Whatever you need, we're there for you. We will provide it. If it's housing, if it's education, whatever it is that you're afraid of, we will help you. You don't have to kill your baby. We will help you. And please go to righttolifeleague.org. We'll, we'll try to help them find a clinic in, in California, a center, a maternity home. We will help. That's what we do. That's what Americans do. We help and we make it better. We don't buy for fear. We don't, we don't go in for fear. We find solutions. That's what America is about. That's what the pro-life movement is about. It's about loving one another and caring for that mother and for that baby. That's how we end abortion forever. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. Hey, uh, you know, Susan mentioned the David DeLine case, which is, I believe that's Thomas More Society. Yes. Uh, lots of groups, Lines Defending Freedom. Another um, great you group, know, yeah. Yeah, this is a group that maybe you haven't heard of. You've heard of them now, guys. Go to their website. It's in the description below. It's been up on the screen several times. It's right to righttolifeleague.org. Um, it's uh, the word to, T-O, not the number two, righttolifeleague.org. You don't even have to type it in. Just click on it. The link is right there. Um, learn about what they're doing there and, and support. There's a lot of work to do in education, awareness, outreach in and outside of the courtroom. And uh, Susan's doing the work and the Right to Life League is doing the work and all of these other groups are doing the work as well. But you know, maybe you're at home and that checkbook is just burning a hole in your pocket. Uh, or, or hopefully your debit cards, not your credit cards, because you, you just you need to do away with the credit cards, guy. There's, there's a Amen. reason it's called Mastercard, mm -hmm. um, okay? Because the borrower is slave to the lender. It's always been that way. Amen. And uh, Dave Ramsey says Thanksgiving dinner tastes different when you owe someone at the table money. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother episode. Uh, RightToLifeLeague.org. Uh, give what you can, you know. Um, uh, I'm sure they have volunteer opportunities if you happen to be one of those psychos that lives in California. Because um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't. Or move back here. Come on back. We need we need voters. We need voters to start voting for pro-life uh, policies and candidates. You know, he's moved here, you know. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> it, it's a tough battle. I heard, I don't know if this is true. This, this is something that I heard from a guy. I heard from a guy. But I heard California is so large that it actually has the largest population of conservatives like per capita or something like that. I think um, so. I know they're it, the last I heard there's over a million registered Republican voters, I believe. The, the trouble is turnout, getting them to turn out. And then now, of course, now that we've- And made there's a lot of lefties. Ballot. It's just a massive state. People forget how, like California, like look at it on one of those maps that superimposes California on the United States. It's huge. It's a very big state. 
That's uh, that's and that's what we're we are fighting Goliath. That's what we're doing. We are fighting Goliath. And when we win it here in California, we win it for the whole nation, maybe even for the whole world. Awesome. Well, I got to tell you guys about one other event. It's tonight. Uh, not that, not that. There we go. Uh, tonight, Tina Peters uh, is going to be um, at the live viewing of Selection Code in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, that's tonight at 7 uh, p.m. Unfortunately, I am still in Virginia. I'm not going to be able to join you guys, but you can get your tickets to that if you're in the area at selectioncodeaz.com. Selectioncodeaz.com. If you haven't seen Selection Code, Holy smokes. I mean, it's just one of those movies. Honestly, it'll piss you off, kind of like 2,000 Mules pissed you off. Um, but you can just go to selectioncode.com to see it. Uh, but really take part in the event if you can, in the live event. Uh, Tina Peters is going to be there. Um, uh, Michelle Swinnick of the Everything Home TV show is going to be there. Uh, lots of great America First patriots that are fighting uh, for the protection, the, the, the sanctity of the vote, uh, if you will. Uh, so that's going on tonight. The website's right there. It's on the screen. I've said it a few times. It's selectioncodeaz.com. If you're listening to this on podcast a day late and a dollar short, you can still watch Selection Code for free on your laptop or smartphone. So, I mean, they couldn't have made it easier. Come on, guys. Susan, thanks so much for being on the show. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, I'm just looking forward to hearing more of your uh, stories, kicking butt and taking names there in California. Oh, thank you, Joe, so much. And I hope we bring you better news soon. But for right now, it's going to be the fight all day, 24-7, because we got to stop these pro aborts from killing people. Absolutely. Hey, good news is definitely more welcome than bad news. Uh, I'll, I'll drop a guest and have you in for that. <laughs> Guys. Well, thank you so much again for the opportunity. I really appreciate you, Joe. Awesome. Guys, that's all we got. We will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.